I'm going to say it plain. Don't let politics mix with sports, any politics, not company politics, not politics from the country, not anything, because they don't go together. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome back to Social Convos. It's been a while, Shanluk, it's been a while, but before we uh, dive into our guest today, it's been a quite a July eh, last month, a lot of reflection, a lot of one-on-ones with the two of us, with the Ask Me Anythings, so uh, hopefully our listeners got to know more about us, more about the show, but today, first week of August, we're back with a brand new guest. And it's been a while. We, we got someone local again in Suriname. Yeah, fun. That's and fun. That's definitely fun. On fact, we both actually had a so-called virtual drink with this individual. But I will leave it up to you to introduce her. And then we can talk a bit more about our experiences with that. Okay. Well, I'm going to share a story, <laughs> a fun story that happened during our virtual drink. So... Uh, our guest and I, we actually met for the first time, like really got to know each other during a, a birthday of a mutual friend. And it was at a boat. It was on a boat. It was a party on a boat. Uh, there was a lot of cake involved. There were people jumping out of the boat into the river. And she told me the story that after we have met and we actually kind of met for the first time and that the next time that she met me, she was trying to greet me and I was like not responding or not interested or acting like I didn't know her. Till this day, I'm trying to recall what actually happened. But after she told me the story, I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks. And it's actually, I do remember there being something and do remember not uh, greeting her the next time when when we met. But I still don't remember what the reason or the mindset was after that. Luckily, it it was a one-time thing. We now greet each other. We now know each other. Our guest is a really wonderful woman. I know her mainly as one of the best volleyball players, female volleyball players Suriname has ever uh, produced. She might be a little like, yeah, there are others as well. But I can guarantee you that she is one of the best uh, volleyball players, female volleyball players Suriname has ever seen. And she's very modest about it. But we know for a fact and we want to introduce to you today's guest, Sandrina Hensel. Welcome, Sandrina. Thank you, Shaluk. What an introduction, especially the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for a nice introduction. I appreciate it. Hi, everyone. There, there are different introductions, definitely. So the, the volleyball one is definitely one that I think, like, I remember, like, I've been out of the volleyball scene for quite some time. But I do recall you being a real power all in the volleyball circuit. So, so one of the questions, of course, that I asked a lot is, do you miss it? Do you, do you still miss being on the court? Yeah, it's, it's, it goes on and off. Like now I'm in a phase. I'm like, okay, I'm so ready to play again. It doesn't even matter if I need to be libero or the middle or the outside or on the bench. I don't care. I just want to, you know, like be in the game and the adrenaline rush and everything. 
and be with the team. I miss the girls so much. Also, the girls from the national team. It's so it's like the friendships that are built during sports are simply amazing, and that's a part I really miss. On the other hand, I'm very happy with the rest that I'm getting right now, especially with my son. He's uh, almost seven months, and I've been having so much time with him, which is which I don't know. How it would have been if there would have would not have been COVID and I had to go to practice and all of that. It would have been a bit different. So, you know, God's timing is everything. I'm I'm happy how it. I'm very happy how, for how it is now, and I'm excited for when it's gonna start again because I think I'm ready. Yeah, physically and mentally. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's a good thing to look at the positive side. Last week, Ed Sean looks. Ask me anything. There were some individuals mm-hmm. questions coming in from him, his experience as a father after uh-huh. the pandemic hit. So it it gave him a chance to have more quality time with his family, and mm-hmm. as you said, the timing you make the best of the timing and the situation you're in. So even though you're not on the field anymore, but there's mm-hmm. something else now that keeps you keeps you occupied and keeps you energized and takes up all your time. So tell us how has it been? I guess. Since you stopped being on the court and kind of more, mm-hmm. you know, a more introspective, as you know, we don't go out as much anymore, doing your mm-hmm. own thing, and actually having having a son now in the midst of all this. How how has that been for you in the past year? I, I I'd say. Yes, I'm 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 gonna start with the best thing, which is my son. Obviously, <laughs> he's such a he's such a light. He's always laughing and want to play and everything he loves to cuddle thank god because i'm a cuddler so i'm all over him all the time so that has been simply the best thing also my pregnancy i got pregnant during the pandemic like in may and which was good in the sense of you know not too many people around only like selective people while you're going through this phase and only positive vibes you know not too many people can see you look at you I'm not really spiritual, but I still believe in those things, <laughs> you know, like a bad eye or something. So it was it was good. And now in like the, the pandemic is continuing. I hope that it ends like the end of 2021, 20, 20, 2022 doesn't we don't want it. So other than that, with volleyball last year, I've been before the pandemic in January, I decided to like go in a transition because my team Condor, we we had our youth players that were becoming the senior team. So I decided to take a step back and become the coach so that they can, you know, like step up and, you know, like it, it's, I think it's better when they have to do it alone. Like, you know, sometimes you do it together, you know, you, 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 you pull them up and then at some point they need to step up their game and do it themselves. So I decided to become the coach for that season, for last season. So that was my plan. And then maybe in the finals, I would play again. And especially national team, I would play too. So during that transition, the pandemic happened. So it wasn't really hard for me not to play at all because I was already, I already had decided that I was not going to play. But like now a year after, and my son is born and I'm in shape again. And I'm like, okay, people, let's move. <laughs> you know, so I miss that now. I, I didn't miss it last year. Last year, I was relieved that I didn't have to play or go to like the gym 
where you have Ismay Fabulous Portal and, and stuff. But now I, I kind of miss it. I also miss beach volleyball. So that's it for sports. I would love, love to play sports again. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to see you again and represent us as well. But quick, quickly on the topic of coaching, I do have a quick follow-up question. We'll probably get into this later as well on personal on the personal side. But from a sport perspective, from a volleyball perspective, what would you say the most important thing is as a volleyball coach? What's the biggest difference or the biggest impact that a coach has from your experience having done that transition okay. from player to coach? Well, I must say I learned from the best as in my coach. The belief that man had in me and still has, even when I'm not on the court, that's Eric Eichmann. It's, I don't know. Sometimes he he believed in me more than I believed in myself. So I think that's the most important ingredient for a coach, that you need to believe in your team. And of course, you're going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're going to believe a bit less in someone that needed it more. You know, like you're going to make mistakes. I'm sure that he made mistakes too. He grew a lot also in the past years as a coach. And I give myself that room to grow as well. And so the first thing I always try is to connect with my players. One time, one time, see, that's a growth moment for me. One time a player told me like, why are you always talking so mean? And I'm like, am I talking mean? Because when they, when they like fall on the ground and they're like, oh, I can't take the ball. I'm all over them like, why do you think you can't take the ball? You just need to jump and you need to take the ball. You need to believe that you can. See, so for me, it's like I'm empowering them. But she was like, you're always so mean. And I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> so that was, a, that was a moment of This is definitely a difference in, in, in perspective, I guess. So two yeah. things that I, I, I quickly want to jump into this. The first thing I want to jump into, Eric Eric is a legend. I think, I mean, in, in the mm-hmm. sports, in the Tsunami sports world, we have a lot of legend, like legend coaches. Like they have a legacy yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. And he's definitely one of them. But I quickly want to jump into, and I'm not sure if this is typical Surinamese, but you just mm-hmm. mentioned saying like, yeah, I don't have to play. And then maybe in the playoffs, maybe in the finals, they'll need me and I'll just step on the court and I'll just destroy. You didn't say it that way, but technically it's like, I, I don't have yeah. to play the whole season. I'll just play in the finals and that will be enough for us to win. So that that brings to mind because the the the, the legacy teams that we had, we have a couple of teams in Suriname. So mm-hmm. first thing I'm going to have to ask you, you're still defending champions, Condor ladies? Yes, because last year we didn't have a competition it, because of the pandemic. Yeah, and for how many years have you been defending champions? With the senior team for eight years now. Yeah. So Diego, just to put in perspective, they've completely dominated the field for eight <laughs> years. And for her, it's like, yeah, maybe in the finals I play. And, and no, just... no, <laughs> I didn't need it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's that's... for the other girls to grow. No, I know it's it's for the other <laughs> girls to grow. I mean, in, in sports you have that as well. But okay, like locally, like nationally, there there are not really that many uh, accolades for you still to achieve. I guess. I mean, Caribbean Cup and the Caribbean, mm-hmm. those are. Yeah. I think you 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 became you were second once, and did you? Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Twice. Twice you became second. Yeah. Yes. So I can imagine that like there's still the goal of there saying like, yeah, we, we, we want to win the Caribbean Cup. Exactly and, that, yes. And I do understand that. But like on a on a national scale, I do understand like giving the others the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But but from a from like a, a, a non-sports perspective, like somebody does doesn't know anything about sports, it's like 
okay, we just turn it up in the finals and the rest of the season, it's it's like we we coast through, which it's it's kind of ironic because it's partially true, but it's also like you're saying like we're actually doing it for the better of the team. But it's it's just such a funny funny thing to hear how good you guys are, and how good you are that <laughs> you are still, and to to bring it to beach volleyball, what what do you think compared to like uh, six versus six like mm-hmm. like indoor, what do you mm-hmm. think our chances are regionally like for beach volleyball? I think beach volleyball is. It's another way of playing volleyball too. Volleyball is a mental sport, but beach volleyball is like a mental, how do you say it? You know, like you have an iPhone Pro, it's like a mental pro. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, and that's like to put put it in, like what's the difference between, between those, but like how far can we come with beach? I believe we can come pretty far because we've played against different teams in the Caribbean and we we are a good match for them it's the only thing that was missing is that you had to put in more hours and more experience as i said it's like a mental game you have to be very tactic about the 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 way you play it's not like in on the court in indoor volleyball is like hitting hard you know but in beach volleyball is playing smart so Putting in the years is very important at beach volleyball. And if you have a determined team, like the two people that are determined to go together or maybe like four or five people that can play together, like become teams of two, I think we have a great chance of going to, I wouldn't say Olympics yet, um, because I've seen the Olympic players and some of them are 40. So that's that takes like 20 <laughs> years or something to build. But a bit more realistic, you know, like being in the top from the Caribbean, moving on to South America, like competing in the South American games. I, I believe we can really do that. Yeah. And I, I do have to ask now because why why don't we approach it more like that? Because thinking of it, like mm-hmm. especially during COVID, we could actually go to a beach court and, mm-hmm. and play beach there. So what's yeah. kind of keeping us back from saying, putting in that commitment, like putting in 10 players saying like, okay, these 10 players are just going to compete and going to prepare themselves for the the World Cup qualifications and and, and the Olympic qualifiers. I must say in 2013, we started this journey, uh, if I can call it a journey, with Cheryl Brunings and Lionel Blockland. And later on, Dion Brunings became our coach. And also we had Shahnaz Frenkel, Safira Willemsberg, I th- all those names are very familiar to you. Uh, yeah, of course. They're like the indoor top volleyball players and Shafeli Whip also. That is the team we started with. And we went to the South American Games and we did all four. We qualified for all four rounds from the Olympic qualifiers. But after that, I remember that Cheryl and I, we had our, our degree in 2018. So we finished school and then we decided to go and work for... Uh, a bigger company you know like starting the career life yeah and after I, <laughs> that after that beach volleyball was in 2019 we still did a tournament but after that you know like with school and with we didn't really have the time to play before 7 p.m because we didn't have a facility where there was light to play beach volleyball so then you know you like you come from work at four you don't 
you need to do something else so you can go to practice at five. All those things were like a combination of things made that we didn't go further with the with the project, uh, the beach journey. But the Suriname Olympic Committee, they were committed to focus more on beach. So that's how this whole, whole oh, beach that's, that's journey actually, that's pretty started. Interesting. Yeah, okay. and Lionel Blockland also from the Sifobo. Mm. So it's interesting because that's the main reason I stopped. I wasn't able to combine work and, and volleyball. Mm-hmm. And, Understandable. Uh, yeah, and Dion and Mara continued. They're also like eight or nine times <laughs> defending yes, judges now. they're like nine. Yeah, one more than and, us. Yes, yeah. and that's actually, <laughs> they, I stopped the year before that. I, I, I decided to stop playing competitively just because also I didn't uh, feel that I still had the 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 strength and the you know it's it's what you're saying is as well like these young up and coming talents they're like 16 17 year old and then they True. go to school and then they're home the whole day and then they come pumped up to the training and you just yeah. had an hour like eight hours of work to 10 hours of work and then you had to rush to eat your food and it's like mm-hmm. at night and i also trained the the aspi the the girls under 14 so yeah. I went from work to train them. And then after that, I had mm-hmm. my training and I was like completely mm-hmm. exhausted. So I can imagine, but I didn't play as quite as high level as you did. So it's basically yeah, a second job if, if you put it. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, it's, it is. it's more physically, yeah. physically taxing. And if your mental state isn't there, that doesn't work into synergy. You just don't perform. I, true. Very true. But I've seen girls like, Cheryl was one and Safira Willensberg was one also. They went to work, then to school, and then they came to practice at 8 p.m. till like 11. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's dedication. It's it's pure. Yeah. And and I know Cheryl and Dion quite well. And since mm. since they were young, I mean. Dynamic duos. <laughs> no, but they, they technically, they, they sleep with the ball in their bed, you know? Like, True. Like you can, they can find you like blindfolded. You, they could blindfold you. And I like, you, I like you how yourself. you put it. Yeah. I like how you put it that they sleep with the ball because people often look at like with the with the ladies team, they look at Cheryl, right? And like, how is she the best setter like for so? Because she's the best setter in the Caribbean for like, I don't know, since forever, two thousand ten or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, why is she always the first setter? Yeah, how come she? But this girl, everything she did in her life was volleyball with her brother also. Like when they're at home, they're not playing around. They're playing volleyball. They're practicing playfully. But, you know, yeah. it's like you have to put in the work if you want to achieve something with it. Yeah. Every week, a couple of shutters were broken. So a couple yeah, of glass, true. glass windows. I, learned, I, I heard those stories. <laughs> Very yeah. true. So, so you got some quick shout outs from uh, the comments. Saturday giving you a shout out. Hola, Hi. son. How are you? Got some viewer from Twitch as well. Motive giving you a thumbs up on the, the performance. And I, I, I guess I'll throw in this question from Joel as, as, as to close up the, the sports section. And he asked, as a top athlete in Suriname, what's your take on the recent SPB controversy? And what could the Sufobo learn from this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say it plain. Don't let politics mix with sports, any politics, not company politics, not politics from the country, not anything, because they don't go together. Same as church and politics. You don't mix those. God and they don't work. 
sports and politics don't mix the same as God and politics. Because when people are focused on positions and money and they don't think about the athletes and what is good for the country. They see past everything that is good because they see the gold pot. So what Sufobo can learn from this, and I'm just saying it plain, I am not from any organization, so nobody can. How do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an athlete from Suriname with some pride, especially for Nacho. You know, I was so excited about this whole soccer journey. Anyway, sorry, back to the Sufobo question. What Sufobo can learn from this is stick to the plan and have more people that make decisions. It's not, it's not a, what, is, what was Hitler again? Like a dictator. How do you say that in English? Dictator. Yeah. It's, don't, don't put that in sports or in, in like plans with sports. No, a lot of, let's put a group of people that need to make the decision, not one or two. Because otherwise, ego is going to come in and things are going to go bad. So that's my take on it. But I'll do respect. <laughs> We're just looking at the comments because it's, it's getting kind of busy now. And Neil jumps in. We have a very special viewer all the way from SeaWorld who's joining in. Hi! Coincidentally with the same last name. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah uh, that's my sister. And, uh, <laughs> just turn in... Uh, <laughs> Gregory just see he just did it is already a Hitler reference and uh, Marvin is also joining in Joel is uh, keeping it COVID <laughs> coughing himself in his elbow and yes Sadrina is saying hi it's not a one man show we can all learn from it yes yeah okay so that's a little bit of a uh, fewer interaction as well and basically I want to make a, transi a transition from sports to to social media because we're streaming now uh i think five different platforms at the moment it's seven oh yeah but five different Ch seven channels five platforms. seven channels five different different platforms and we're gonna quickly do motef's question first before i ask this question so a lot of love yes. from uh andresa and motef wants to know uh do mm -hmm. you see you ever self ever see yourself coaching the national volleyball team yes sir I've, I've coached the national team with Janice Faliz, the under 18 team. And that was like the best experience ever. It was so nice. I was her assistant coach and we became champions in Jamaica, the Caribbean under 18. And after that, I was the assistant coach of Eric Aikman for the under 23. And I am ready. I'm ready to learn more and grow more. And I'm going to be the, the coach also from the national women's or men's team. You never know, but I'm working on it. Yeah, no, we have some <laughs> great female coaches leading men's teams as well. And now I do have to ask the question first. Like we've seen like a, a change come in that there are scholarships coming from the US. Like Janice, mm -hmm. you just mentioned Janice, but also Gabriela Bautisha all went yes. through scholarships. So how did that program start? Because all of a sudden, mm -hmm. not just not just in the beginning it was just tennis players. And now we're seeing yes. basketball players, volleyball players all receiving scholarships from the U.S. So how did that process go and how does that help develop our, our sports to bring it to a higher level? Yeah, I think, I think Cindy Smiller, she was from the generation before me. Uh, I think she was the one of the first, which I know of, please forgive me people if I'm not saying it correctly, which I know of. It's okay, that it's played, okay. 
that played abroad. I think he played in Brazil for a little while. So I think that's what bra- broke the ice. And I remember, I think Janice got scouted by Mr. Trevor. He was a Trinidad Trinidadian coach who was working in America for a, a big school. And I think that is how it started, I think. like Because Janice is the first for me that got a scholarship in the U.S. And I know that Mr. Trevor helped a lot of other girls as well. Like my friend Jill, he also, he, how do you say it? He guided them in the process. Yeah. And I got help from my friend Ishut Schalek and a tennis player, Joanne Faarde, and also Janice. They helped me to look for schools. Looking back, I should have also, when I was in USA, I should have talked to Mr. Trevor more as well because he knows a lot of people and he knows a lot of schools. So that is how the other girls get around a bit in the beginning and then they move on. And so when one person went, the Suriname becomes popular with the coaches. So they're going to, like my coach from there asked me to like, hey, do you have an outside hitter in Suriname? Do you have this? Do you? So now Gabby's coach going to ask her. So the next generation and Ketura's coach, the next generation like Shaya, Sharon, Cherise, like the, the girls that play under 23 now, they are going to, you know, like when someone asks Gabby, Gabby can recommend them and send the videos um, to the school so the girls can go as well. So I think that's how it started a bit. But if it's not true, someone no, put that's, it in the that's comments. A great, no, but it's a great organic development. And I mean, that wasn't there like 20 years ago. So yeah, this it's kind is of like true. a snowball effect. Yeah, like, it's really like yes. a, a snowball effect. Like what I yeah. was saying, like you, you guys became pathfinders. And basically, that's that's this generation. We, we kind of, we don't play it a bit. But due to this, just like you said, like now we have multiple volleyball players mm-hmm. who actually made it to the U.S. and went on school, on college. And I mean, Gabrielle is like, she's killing she's it over there. So, she grew so much also, you know, yeah. like mentally and everything. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think that it, because I think what I remember from volleyball in Suriname, our, our volleyball culture is really like uh, being the prolific scorer. Like if your mm-hmm. your offense is on point, you get like mm-hmm. all the the praise, like, mm-hmm. and it's 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 almost showtime. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, and I I studied and I played in the Netherlands, where it's all about the higher you play, the the less mistakes you make. So it's mm-hmm. this really structured. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's not one hit and that everybody just goes crazy and for ten minutes everybody's running on adrenaline, but it's just like the structured kind of play which is like completely different to, to what we're used to here. And and I think the U.S. is a mixture of both. You kind of have the star power as well. But there's also more time and mm-hmm. resources to go into like the technical side of it as well. But now to the real question that I wanted to ask. We posted this announcement on multiple channels. And when we posted it on Facebook, we couldn't tag you. So <laughs> and then I was like, but wait. This isn't Sandrina like on she's she isn't on Facebook. And like, no, mm-hmm. I can't find her on Facebook. And mm-hmm. that's kind of it's not necessarily unique, but we have a lot of people saying, like, yeah, I'm I'm tired of Facebook. I'm not gonna be on Facebook anymore, but we stay there. So mm-hmm. how did you end up not being on Facebook? I deactivated my account 
couple of times, especially around times when there's a lot of negativity going on. And that was the case again, like two months ago, I think. People talk a lot on Facebook. It's all talk and no action most of the time. I also want to give a big up to the people that use Facebook for their business because I like those people. Like, you know, like I need to hustle. I need to make my money. I need to make the best of my life. But I don't like when people, like one small thing happens, everybody talks about it. And they talk about it like they're going to change it, but they never do. They just sit and do nothing. So I'm a very... I'm a bit, I'm, I wouldn't say highly sensitive person, but I'm like a medium, sen medium sensitive person. <laughs> so when, when it's a bit too much for me, I just log off. I deactivate my account. I'm like, I don't want to be part of this nonsense. You know, it's like nonsense for me when people are all talk and no action. So I, I had to think about it though, because you said um, sometimes people want to, move from Facebook but they don't because I also use Facebook as a voice I'm like an advocate for mental health and I love to empower people and I felt such a responsibility to to you know like stay in stay on Facebook and help the people but at some point I was like okay people you can I gave They're you all the there. information there for the help. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes even that Sometimes they are because when I posted um, about psychologists, you know, when I broke the silence about getting help in therapy, people really, really went into it. So there's like a positive side to it as well. So that made me like, okay, Shay, I, sh I should not leave. Or, but then I thought, you know what? Facebook is not the world. I have my own world. I, I don't, you know, it's not that important. It's just social media. So if they can't find me, they will find someone else. It's not my responsibility to make people happy or feel good. At the end of the day, it's your own responsibility. So I hand you the tools and then I go on with my life. So that's how I decided like, okay, for now, no more Facebook for me. I got attached to LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It has so so much good information. I, I got to quickly Instagram. ask because since we're going mm -hmm. to LinkedIn already. So you said two, about two months ago, two, two three months mm -hmm. ago that you deactivated Facebook. Yeah. Uh, did this coincide with the timing that you started your virtual drinks, if I'm not mistaken, looking back at the yes. history? So was that yeah. a kind of like a shift in focusing your energy towards trying something new and focusing on LinkedIn specifically to try that? Yeah, I, I would I would call it a shift. Yeah, because I remember, you know what the funny thing was? That's good that you put it like beside each other. Because when I I posted a thing on LinkedIn that I want to connect more with people and want to have a virtual drink. And everybody was like, yeah, let's talk about our profession. You know, let's get to know each other. Let's see what we can do for each other, you know, like business wise. Then check. I put the same not the same, but I put the same kind of thing on Facebook. Like, hey, what's up, guys? I want to connect more with my people, especially from the Caribbean. Let's, you know, let's talk. I want to know you on another level. Zero responses. And I'm like, oh, okay. I thought, I thought people were going to slide into your DM or something like that. That's, that's what I thought, too. Like, if, if, if men would say, like, hey, baby, what's up, you know? <laughs> So that's why, for in first instance, I didn't post it on Facebook because I don't like small talk and all that. <laughs> but I, but when I did decide, you know, like okay, maybe I can have a bit bigger reach, and I saw like, wait, Facebook ain't gonna give me this. That really gave that that kind of encouraged me to like see 
like the time you are in now, the phase you are in now, what you're trying to achieve. Right now, Facebook can help you. I'm saying right now because when I start my business, let's say I decide to have a clothing business, for example, I'm going to need Facebook because that's where the women are that want some clothes. That's where the men are that wants clothes. clothes. So you can use it for good things. But right now in what I'm doing now, it's not. No. <laughs> it's very interesting that that you put it like that. But also, I think people are becoming aware, more and more people in Suriname are becoming aware that LinkedIn is mm. not like a lesser platform, that the engagement is actually real, that the people over there yeah. are very much committed. And if you are committed, if you're putting the same amount of hours into LinkedIn as you would put into Facebook, oh, <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. the, the it's so much better. Like, you don't have, you, you have less trolls, of course. Because yeah. strolling on LinkedIn, they're strolling on LinkedIn, but not close to what there's on mm-hmm. Facebook. All the negative mm-hmm. people are gone. Like I remember like year for years, True. if you would put something negative about Suriname on LinkedIn, people would be like, no, we don't do that here. You know? Yeah, so true. There's a really positive energy and a positive vibe going on. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting to to have you explain like the switch and saying like, what's important for me? And not being mm-hmm. afraid, because I think most of us, and I also speak for myself, going away from Facebook, like we're kind of afraid to do. Especially if you go to another platform and like you post and like there's no zero response. And you know, on Facebook, mm-hmm. if you post something, then I it could go yeah. viral. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's it's a good realization that you're saying like, I might need it for something like if I have my own business. But for me personally, I, I don't need it. And really going to the extent of deactivating your account. I think that's it's a big inspiration for many that you that you made that switch. And I'm oh, happy thanks. to hear and I'm happy to hear that you're saying like LinkedIn is is awesome. I don't even know why you guys need need Facebook when you have LinkedIn for instance. So thanks for sharing. On that note on the topic of virtual drinks, I, I do have two quick questions. One to stroke me and Chanuk's ego and one um <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> and one at a more macro level. So, so the fun one first. We've both had virtual drinks with you. So, what stood out most from our conversations? Hmm. Okay. Good. Good. And who was more memorable? Oh wow! I Diego. knew. I knew oh, you would Diego. say that. <laughs> I thought you would say that first, but you're smart. You're smart. Okay. Let me see. What stood out from you, Diego? I remember that. I was very impressed by your approach because especially the approach fund, you should only take on what you can handle because we're, we live in a fast and a lot is better. Fast is better. A lot is more is better, etc. And you said like, no son, if I, if I can get a project that can keep me for three months, I'm good. I don't need five projects to get more money as like, you know what I mean? So that stood out for me that you are not afraid to say, like, I do it my way. You know, I don't do it the, the way everybody thinks you should do the do business. So that stood out for me. And when Shaluk, it was fun having our putting, getting, how do you say it? Like having our moment of peace and friendship about the not greeting me 12 years ago. <laughs> but no, that's a joke. But what stood out for me at our virtual drink was I, I'm I'm thinking of starting a business, right? And but sometimes it comes in my head like, 
oh no, what if it's not a success? You know, because everybody sees you and like, it's a bit of a shame if it fails. But Chaluk told me like, yeah, son, I had this. And then, okay, I did this with my friends. And then after a few years, we did this. And then I started this. And then I started this. And I'm like, what? You did all of that? Because in my head, it was like, Chaluk is CEO of in- Ineffable. Yeah. And, you know, that's his success story. He's a social media man. But there, but he also had his failures, but he didn't even talk about them as like, see, Sandrina, I failed. He just was like, yeah, and then I did that, that, and that, and that. Like, okay, then I can do it too. I can, I'm, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do my best. If not, I'm going to do something else. So, yeah, that's, I think those two things really stood out in the convos with you guys. And I'm not going to answer the last question. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Quickly, quickly uh, on your answers. Diego, Diego, Diego is a crypto millionaire, you know, so he, he doesn't have to worry about not just getting Diego. I, maybe <laughs> but, that's why. I'm, I yeah. need to have a, a quick mm-hmm. master class No, no, I think, I think you should definitely, Sandrina, you should definitely also consider the crypto space and start creating content, mm-hmm. on, uh, content on the blockchain. I think you'll find it interesting, interesting. as well, especially if you're not on Facebook. There's there's another a lot of other spaces Here, that are the, interesting. The mandatory Hive. Pitch yeah, yeah no, I, I'm not gonna plug Hive. I'll let somebody <laughs> else do it. One of our guests, uh, Rahim, joined Hive as well, and he's pretty excited now. Ah, Rahim. Yeah, but, uh, Diego, cool. before before you give the uh, quick the uh, but I also want to say like the thing about the 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 failing is very important because mm-hmm. I once got approached to do a. a, a effed uh, up night it was basically a night where you tell people about your biggest failure failure and i told mm-hmm. them like wait i don't have a biggest failure i have just like 10 failures and i want to tell them all i want people to know that i started a business i completely strategized everything and we purchased way too much inventory and till this day the inventory is still stuck at somebody's place because we bought like five times the amount of inventory that we should have bought you know so i want to tell those kind of stories as well and and people only think like wow okay this is your success but through all those press experiences you kind of learn what your mistakes are and make sure that you don't mm-hmm. make the same mistakes again so see i told you i i don't have to do the do the plug diego the plugs are already there. But since we're going through the comments, so before I ask the next question, Marvin says he agrees with you about Facebook. A lot of people talk less. It's just a small group that stays committed to sharing positive stuff. And you got some love from Shanine on Yay! LinkedIn. That's my girl. That's and my on that topic of <laughs> the crypto, Gregory says Sandrina would be a good advocate for this space. It would be a refreshing take on the topic considered considering it's for, you know, the nerds and geeks, apparently. Who says I'm not a nerd, though? Exactly, Gregory. Who says she's not a nerd? Yeah. <laughs> but nerd, uh, I, I get where he's coming from. <laughs> but to come back to the question on the, the virtual drinks, now on, on a more macro mm-hmm. scale and a more tactical level, what was your most unlikely virtual engagement till date mm-hmm. that wasn't local? Because I know you've uh, there have been international people when... At one of the internet, the virtual drink meetup last time, there was someone all the way from India in the group. So we had to mm-hmm. mix it up a bit. So can you share mm-hmm. uh, some of those experiences that you like one what that was that you didn't expect to even happen talking to someone mm-hmm. at the other side of the world? 
Yeah, my first my first experience was with a woman from Africa, which I thought was so cool. I even told her about like, yes, and the people from here they come from Africa too, like our ancestors. I was so excited <laughs> which, to talk which, to someone which from country? Africa. Which country? Oh no, I don't know. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna say something that's not even true. I'm sorry, I don't know which exact okay, country. We'll, we'll, we'll figure I'm it sorry, out. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I wrote okay. it in the post though, I think. But it's one that was like my mind was is with a woman, Yvonne. She's originally also from Africa, but she lives in Canada. And I follow her on LinkedIn because she's uh, an advocate and uh, a consultant for change leadership. And she has like, how do you say this thing? Webinars and stuff about, about change leadership. And I'm really trying to get into that. Like, how do you... How do you change an organization, help an organization change? And so I, I follow her, all her posts. I like all her things. I, you know, I'm always like, whoa, that's a good insight when I see something from her. So I decided to send her a message on another platform. I follow, I also follow her on. And I told her like, hey, Yvonne, I'm having this thing on LinkedIn. And it would be nice if we could have a talk. And she was like, yeah, okay, girl. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna talk to Yvonne. And it was it was so much fun. <laughs> do, do you think that approach what was it a one-off incident, do you think? Let, let me rephrase this. A lot of people have this fear of approaching people or asking people for a mm-hmm. conversation or meeting. And now, especially mm-hmm. with LinkedIn and the digital space, Zoom virtual sessions, the gap has been kind of a, yep. kind of been eliminated or sh- uh, shrunken by a whole lot. So would you say that that one, two, three approach you did engaging a lot with her and just asking would be a way for a lot of people to get connected uh, more to the people they look up to? And what would be nice. like one no-no to do online? Mm-hmm. I mean, no-no mm-hmm. not to do online. And one thing yeah. you already mentioned what you did actually, but one more thing that you would suggest people do if they want to approach people and connect with them. Yeah, nice, very nice question. Because I did approach someone, also a CEO in, in Suriname from a big company, and he never really got back to me. And that's the reason why I started Virtual Drinks. Because the thing is, why do we need to talk to people that we only look up to? Like, why we only have to talk to the big dogs? You know? So that's a mindset first. Don't look. Don't only look at a position from someone because anyone can inspire you. So it's good that he never really answered because that made me, you know, like realize my son, you can talk to anyone that you want. So I decided to put the the post on LinkedIn. And the other thing from the mindset is it doesn't matter if one person says no, because if one person says no, five say yes. I did ask people, I like, any type of person like doesn't matter the position i did approach people like hey do you want to do a virtual drink after they added me like right and they're like ah, oh, no not really my thing i'm like okay good no problem girl and i just move on i don't take it personally because for one i know i'm a big ass extrovert so for me it's a bit more easy and two sometimes people don't want to talk to you and that doesn't matter you know so don't give up if some if one person says no the mindset should be five are going to say yes. And if Yvonne said no, 
I was about to go to Maxwell, you know, like John Maxwell. I don't care if Yvonne says no, I'm going to keep it going. You know what I mean? And if he well, says no, I'm going to move on. <laughs> well, the CEO, the CEO is just watching this and he just called you like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't answer. Did no, he? Just kidding. No. <laughs> that would be awful. Yeah. I hope he doesn't know I'm talking about him. Yeah, that's oh, it. That's that's, yeah, that's phone. what Wilhelm is saying. Yeah, I think it was the CEO calling back, like, "Oh wait, I made a mistake. I should have, I should have called." No, no, <laughs> no, no. Sorry, that was that was not the CEO. That that would have been hilarious if it actually was. Would been a, I wouldn't. I would not have picked up. You know, like my time now. We can talk later. So the mindset, I believe the the approach. You asked about the approach as well. I also talk about this a bit. In short, in the networking edition from Virtual Drinks, don't try to sell, don't try to get a job. Your approach and should be a genuine connection because people know that when they work a certain place or they have a certain position or something, or if they are an entrepreneur, a lot of people are approaching them to get a job or to buy something from them. So don't start with that. Just genuine connection, and if from the genuine connection comes a sale, there comes a sale. If not, There's a genuine connection. We need to focus more on connecting with people. Stop focusing on the money and on the status and everything. So that would be my ultimate, my golden tip. Make a genuine connection. Don't take no, no personally. Just keep it going. Like there are like millions and billions of people on LinkedIn and on Facebook and everywhere on social media. Trust me, if It definitely counts that if one says no, five are gonna say yes. I didn't do the research, but I just know for sure that's the statistic. <laughs> so I, I just have to ask now because I've been thinking of this as well. It has been virtual, but once COVID is like mm -hmm. kind of like really out of the picture, or at mm -hmm. least it's a little bit normal to go get and and get drinks, are you going from gonna go with like locals from virtual drinks to having just actual drinks yeah i i'm having a actual drink with one of my virtual friends i think i can call, almost call her my friend now we're gonna have our first like physical drink tomorrow so i'm very excited about that because i really just met her on linkedin you know what i mean like from a virtual drink it is cool. awesome it is And also, I was planning on talking to you as well for Atfat. I want to do a networking edition also, you know, like maybe upstairs for Atfat. Like the same way we rotate in the networking edition virtually. I want to do, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if, to, yeah. If someone wants to take the, the idea, they can take it. And so we, we've got it reserved for you. Yeah. Okay. We're, yes. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I want to use that. Ups yeah. Yes. Nobody upstairs from Atfat. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. <laughs> So when COVID is, you know, like yeah. gone, I think we should do it when it's all safe. But that's what I have in mind for the networking edition. And what goes for people I meet, I'm I'm excited about my first physical virtual. I can't call it virtual drink anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, the physical virtual drink. <laughs> yes, <laughs> virtual drink physical edition. I, I, Anil says it makes him think of a chat roulette. If you've ever heard of mm. that. No, that's cool. Is it online or something? Like you type it different for people, maybe. Yeah, I, I've had some online uh, kind of networking events where you're just on a single platform and they shuffle you up in kind of uh, different rooms. I, I think it's 
forgot what the platform was called, but yeah, they just mix you up and show throw you in a group room or a one-on-one room for like five mm-hmm. to seven minutes. And they have these mm-hmm. prompt cards uh, if, to help you start the conversation if you don't know what to talk about. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you can uh, skip the cards like, okay, talk about a book or talk about the elephant or something just to get mm-hmm. the conversation started. And that's how mm-hmm. you start to make the connection. I was thinking of the 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 chat roulette website. I actually do not know what that is. So if oh, you want okay. to enlighten us on that, no, they're, sure. they're actual. Yeah, they're actual. These websites they kind of are being used for the wrong reasons. But there are online websites where you can just go and you can chat with people. And then if you're not interested mm-hmm. anymore, you just swipe or you just remove and you go on oh. to the next. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, but even but but it's not only for dating. Like people do all the crazy stuff. Like people are just mm-hmm. playing music, and then if somebody's interested oh, in music, nice. there starts the confrontation. There are also some yeah. lesser nice things because you're like nice, and it's all it isn't always uh is it isn't always that nice as you as you can imagine. A last question on the topic of your drinks. Gregory mm-hmm. wants to know what conversation do you wish was recorded? Oh, actually, none. I don't. I can't call a name right now like who would i would love to talk to again but i'm glad i didn't record them because i have it in my mind i did write i did make my notes though from uh the conversations so i still have i have the gems but it's nice that they're not recorded you know it's like a genuine moment with me and the person i can't show anyone if I want to relive it, I need to recall it from my head. So it's all natural. I like that about this. Other things can be recorded, though. I'm not against recording, but for this, it was good. Yeah. So it's basically all your focus and attention is on the the other individual. For real. Right? I I really yeah. loved it. I really think it was it was. I really loved it. Like even with this Thanks. show, my head is still going like. Do we need to put you in full screen? Do I need to have this tidbit to like when when you do a recap video? So it's different when you know like all those things are mm-hmm. off. You're just having a, a conversation, just the two of you, or or even in a group. I think that's it's kind of comparing it to having dinner with friends and putting the mobile phone like away, like really mm-hmm. away, and being in the moment. And I think it's it's for me personally, I really respect that because for me it's always like okay, but time is important, time is important, time is important. But mm. on the other side, you don't you don't get the authenticity anymore when you realize mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a camera on or we reco- are recording something. There's always kind of, even if it's in the back of your head, there's still kind of like this. And you can't say things that you might mm-hmm. have to say later, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have said that because it's just yeah. genuine conversation between the two of you. So I think that really, for me, it was a really, a really positive experience. I'm glad you, you experienced it that way too. Cool. Well, maybe you should invite Anna to the next networking, virtual networking, yes. bring her out of her comfort zone. So Anna, reach out to Sandrina on LinkedIn because yes. you won't find her on Facebook at the moment. So LinkedIn's <laughs> the place to be. Yes, girl, get on LinkedIn. <laughs> And Gregory just quickly makes a comment. It's funny how me and Shanluk have an American English accent while you have a Caribbean English accent. Well, oh, do I? Okay. I, apparently so. <laughs> okay, Gregory. Understand each other. Okay, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory is your friend, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. He, mean, he means it in a very, very positive way. Yeah, American English is good, but Caribbean is better. Caribbean good is job, better. Gregory. Surinamese, Surinamese English is the best. You know it, because yeah. then everything comes in, like Sranantongo and everything. All right. So this brings me to, to the final part, I guess. You, you briefly mentioned that one of the most memorable engagement you have was with uh, this individual, Yvonne, who you follow mm -hmm. for change leadership and stuff. And you've been a, quite an advocate for mental health, personal development, uh, a lot. You've started, I'd call them passion projects in, in our conversation. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a, a lot of these initiatives. So I, I want to bring this back in, in, in the... The, the things you've started, you, you've had this talk with Chanluk about all his, the things he started. And you actually started and did a lot of stuff yourself. And so we should <laughs> overlook those things. So we want to quickly shed some light on, on those as well. So, you know, like a Moonstone, was it Moonstone Coaching and Consulting? And you yeah. also had a radio show, Sunflower. So could you briefly mm -hmm. tell us about those experiences, what it was like, and how that kind of translated, propelled you forward to 2021? Nice. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Moonstone Moonstone was my first, I would say, entrepreneur project because <laughs> I, was, I was always wondering. I always wanted to help people. And then I, I got to discover coaching and counseling, like a, a school that did that in Suriname. So I joined the school. And for the school, you had to make like pilot hours. I had to talk to people for a few hours before I could get my degree. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to start my consultancy, my counseling, my coaching and counseling and make my hours during that time. And I was very open with my patients, with my clients. Sorry, they're not patients. I'm not a doctor. With my clients as well. And, I, and they even helped me to sign the hours also. Like when we had a talk, they had to sign a paper. Like, okay, I had like three hours with, no, one hour with Sandrina in this session. And it was how they found, like give the feedback. So that is how Moonstone Coaching and Counseling started. And it was great. It was a great experience. I did a lot of motivational sessions under that name. Also, I talked to a lot of people, like guided them because the point of Moonstone, because the Moonstone is a like a, a stone that uh, the power of the Moonstone stone is to help you experience your inner strength. And that's what I wanted to do with my counseling business. I wanted to help people realize that the beauty of life is inside of them. That's the quote I also go by because it's not me that's giving you something. It's you discovering something that you already have. So that was like the fundament of everything I do now. I decided to, how do you say that? Close Moonstone. I stopped with Moonstone and the name Moonstone. And then I started to, like my volleyball career was going one way. People from sports and schools started asking me to do motivationals at the schools because they saw me play or something, right? So I started to just do it as Sandrina. So I started to have my personal brand. I think I can call it that. So but like an athlete, right? And then since 2015, I wanted to do a show, a radio show where I do music with motivational, but that was not the time yet. So in 2019, it was the time and I called it Empower with Sunflower because I really love sunflowers and my name is Sun. So that's how I combined all of that. 
And this was a passion project, as Diego gave me the idea to call it that way, um, because I have a lot of passion for empowering people. And I didn't get any money, but it was a lot of work. <laughs> so it was definitely a passion project. <laughs> so I did that for a, a year. And in that year, I got pregnant and COVID came. And it wasn't really safe to go to the studio because a lot of people came in and went out. And then it became a filio cast because I couldn't go to the studio anymore. But I really did want to, I had like every month a, a team and I really wanted to finish uh, my calendar. So I decided to like finish the project in November so I can then focus on my pregnancy because it was my first baby and everything. And I just wanted to put all my time in, you know, I'm, I'm really, I don't only advocate for mental health. I really look at myself and make sure that my mental is very healthy. <laughs> so I don't take on too much if I don't know the situation or what it's going to be. So then I stopped with Sunflower and put my full, full focus on preparing to become a mom. I became a mom in January 7th. Beautiful day, of course. And then I think I... I got, got used to it. I, you know, I got it handled. I could handle everything. So then in May, the other idea came from like another passion project. Let's do some virtual drinks, girl. So yeah, then I it was spare time woo. on my hands. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I got tired too. It was, it was like I was working because I was working till three or four o'clock, like my job. And then I started drinks at five till like 10 in the evening. And my son was with his dad. They were always chilling at the couch. But like when I got out of the room, I was like, oh, that was good, honey. But honey, I'm tired because you get tired when you talk to too many people at once. <laughs> so <laughs> how many, how many drinks have you done? Oh, I think it is 60 or almost 60, like 59, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> I got tired, but it was great. It was great. It was the best thing I could have done. Yeah, I was about to say, Shanluk, she has done double our conversations in less than two months, what we did yeah, in six yeah. months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but it is, but yeah, I understand. But you guys are doing like more than just talking to people. I think you're like editing and everything and putting it together. So it takes a lot of work. So I understand that you don't want to talk to four people in one day every day. So y'all doing a good it, job. It, it's <laughs> doable, but we, we decided to a schedule we could manage that would not be taxing for us to, you know, take our time away from our other, yeah. um, you know, responsibilities and such. But Very yeah, sweet. having all that, this does bring up a question. You, you mentioned, you know, we, we do editing post-production, but you've had 60 conversations with uh, 60 amazing individuals i presume how do you synthesize remember and you know formulate all that information all those connections you get how do you archive mm -hmm. that and how do you give it a place uh, for mm -hmm. yourself yes very good question that is also why i decided to slow it down at some moment at some point because you need to process also you can't just only take 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 you need to process first how i process is i write I write a lot. So while I talk to the people, I write the, the things that really hit, hit home, you know. And 
after the conversations, I also post, I put a post. That's for two reasons. For one, um, that other people can connect with them as well so that their network grows as well. And two, for myself to have a little recap moment, you know, like the feeling I got, the information I got. So I got that and I got my, my notebook. I have a special notebook for all, with all the conversations in it with all the people. And yeah, it's, it's really archived like here and in my heart. And along the way, I, I got to see so much courage, you know? So I put it in right away. Courage to write my, um, put out my business canvas. I don't have a business plan yet, but put out the business canvas. Courage to send out a, a, a proposal. Because of all the inspiration I got, I... You know, it, it like really filled me up with energy. It didn't, I can't necessarily recall all the details from all the conversations, but just the energy that I got from everything is just going out in different ways. The way I feel things, the way I feel people, the way I feel myself, I feel more confident. I don't feel rejected if someone doesn't want to call with me because I heard a lot of people that don't want it. So, you know, I got used to it. So yeah, that's how it uh, kind of helped me on the personal development part. <laughs> so Diego's putting in the serious questions, so I'm going to put in a fun question. First of all, you're, you got a, a review here from us. She did actually participate in Virtual Drink 2.0. Oh, for real? And she had a lot of fun, mm -hmm. so thank you. And she made a friend, and she's going to have your own virtual drink. So Anna, oh, we'll look yay! forward to seeing that post as well. Yes, Anna. Great. Can share it as well. I can't see their. I can't see your picture. Well, I'm we'll, sorry. we'll send you their information. So yeah, in case you want to connect as well. Uh, yeah, and, send me a message on LinkedIn, Anna. Let me see. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask the phone question. So here's the thing: you've all done all these about sixty virtual drinks. Some of mm -hmm. those people have never seen you in real life, which mm -hmm. is gonna bring the fun part, and they're gonna see you in real life and be like, "Oh wow, she's tall." So, yeah. so I want to ask a little fun question. What is like one of the things that people don't know, like when you about being tall, like also the advantages and maybe one, one advantage mm -hmm. you have for being tall and one disadvantage because how tall are you? I'm eight, one meter 88. Yeah, so Diego, she's like six three. She's taller than me. I'm six. Yes, six, I am. One. Definitely, yeah, a lot so, taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> so what are what are what's what are like the fun things that happen when you're when you're tall, especially as a woman, and and what what is thing people underestimate or like uh, overestimate about uh, being tall? Okay, let me see. Fun things are definitely concerts because I love going to reggae concerts and i can see from any place and i can also move to any place and people are sometimes intimidated by your height so they don't really say anything so that's awesome when you're at the concert <laughs> <laughs> and a good one. another yeah another positive side of people being a bit intimidated and i'm gonna put the negative side as well Another positive side is that men especially don't approach you for small talk. I don't like when men are disrespectful or like, you know, they're stalking to talk. They don't approach me because they are intimidated. They feel less men when they stand beside me. Some some men are, not all men. Maybe that was the case. Maybe I was intimidated. <laughs> that could be the case. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> 
And um, a negative part of that is that they sometimes say like mean things for no reason, you know? They're feeling insecure, especially men. Sometimes women too. And I'm like, yo, shut up. But with men, with men, it's crazy. I'm like, I don't even like you. Why are you saying so many mean, like, you know, like, "Mm, I wouldn't go with a tall woman like you or why are you so tall? Like, you know, like it's it's a bad thing. It's like reverse psychology for like, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get dismissed, so I'll dismiss first. <laughs> That's kind of what it. For real, it feels for real, like. it's so yeah. stupid. I haven't heard it in a while. I feel more confident about myself too, like as I grow and get older, you know. So maybe if I hear it, it won't even hit me that hard. But like I know, I remember when I was younger, I was like, "Why are you saying this? I don't like you. If you don't like me, <laughs> then get. You know, I don't care. Don't you have to tell me that." Okay, I don't know if I can curse here. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so it's uncensored, so you don't have to worry. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is one side that that really got to me when I was younger. And another thing is sometimes it's a bit annoying when people say, "Oh my gosh, you're so tall." I'm like, people, I'm not going around and telling everybody, "Oh my gosh, you're so short." You know, like I don't even see it. Sometimes I don't even see you because, you know, you're a bit <laughs> short. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm just being a bit mean. But that that's what I find weird. I don't keep telling people how short they are, but they really want to tell. I, I, I'm starting to see it as admiration. Like, oh, wow, they're very impressed. But it's a bit annoying sometimes, you know. But okay. what else? Oh, and, the, and jeans, finding jeans is very expensive. So people, if you want to donate... Don't pay some money because jeans are expensive. <laughs> I need to buy special jeans. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. So, so shoes, yeah. shoes are still in the in the normals. Yeah. No. I can't find shoes in Suriname, but the the pricing is normal. I can find shoes in Holland and in America for like twenty twenty five dollars. So that's a okay, bit of okay. Still, yeah, that's a good deal. But but jeans jeans are like fifty sixty dollars. That's just like two thousand SRDs, man. Okay, maybe thousand SIDs, but it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't yeah, get that, fat that, because that, I only have one pair. Oh God, <laughs> that does put things in perspective, indeed. So you're getting a little love from uh, Melissa as well, John for John. Yes, that's my tall girl as well. Yeah. Hi, Melissa. And um, Diego, I think we can go to the last question. Sure. It's been an amazing hour so far, a bit over the hour, as usual, yeah. with me and Shanduk. <laughs> uh, That's a lot if, of talking, yeah. If it were up to us, we could go, but we have, you know, a, a set schedule we, we try to keep to. Yes, but good job, guys. I guess there's a lot more we want to ask you, but I'll, I'll keep it at this one to, to close it up. If you had to describe Sandrina in two words, and tall cannot be one. Two, no? Yeah, two words. Two words. Creator. Now, I would say joyful creator. Yeah. And that's part of your personal brand now? Yes. Yeah, you can put it in your LinkedIn. <laughs> joyful creator. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to add the joyful. I'm going to add that. Because yeah. I'm very, I'm pretty, I'm pretty jo- joyful. I'm pretty loud too, but <laughs> I try to tim it down. <laughs> Hey, this has really, really been fun. Like Diego said, we could go on for uh, quite some time. Diego, you can, I think there are people still joining into this call. So for people that 
or just joining in now, where can they find uh, the final recording of this? Yeah, uh, be, be, before we session? go to the final yeah. recording of us, I would like to ask Sandrina. We've mm -hmm. mentioned LinkedIn a lot, but how yeah. can people connect with you, Sandrina? And what can people look forward to from you within the next, yeah, in, in the short term? Short term, okay. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. So maybe you can send a little message to, you know, like, hey, I, I followed your social convo. So then I know like where, where this connection comes from. I really like to connect. And what was the other question? Oh, what they can what see can in the near future. From you, yeah. yeah. For now, I don't really have any plans in the near future. So for now, just I would say don't expect anything right now. <laughs> I'm just taking it easy. And in the future, like in a few years, I'm about to set up a business where I'm going to help companies to become more human focused. So if you're already struggling with that in your company, holla at me because I can help you with that. Yeah. Awesome. No, that is amazing. But for now, you're just being an awesome mom. Yes, I'm enjoying that so much. <laughs> and also a quote in from uh, Michael. Yes. Definitely a joyful creator. Still admire that you took up the courage to connect with quote on strangers. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. He was one of my first um, virtual drinkers as well. He, oh, he cool. was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Hi, Michael. He's cool. He's an awesome guy. So, people, we really have to know that Sandrina at the moment isn't on Facebook. In case you missed why Sandrina is not on Facebook, please check out the full recording. This video is, of course, uploaded on my Facebook page, Diego, and my Facebook profile. And if you're more into YouTube, you can also watch it on uh, Diego's YouTube, but it will be also be made into a, a podcast format. So if you want, just want to listen to this while doing something else, you can listen to this on Spotify and also listen to it to the, on the Confos website. And Diego will tell us when that's possible and what's uh, in store for next week. Yes, the podcast audio version will be available as usual on Saturdays at 12 p.m. Surinamese time. So if you have missed it, have friends you think would be interested in this, send it their way. Leave us feedback wherever. We always love receiving feedback on how we could improve and how to make the show better for you guys, but also for us. And with that being said, we look forward to next week when we'll have another interesting guest. But next week will probably be at 4 p.m. instead of 9 p.m. because we're accommodating guests that are in different time zones. So just keep that in mind, but we will announce it in the, in, within the next week. With that being said, Shanluk, roll us out. Thank you so much for joining us, Sandrina, as our guest. This has been Social Confos. I'm Shanluk, that's Diego, and we'll see you next week for a brand new edition of Social Confos. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.